Technology. It just might be one of the most important inventions of the last several decades. But where does it come from? Which companies and individuals are changing our world, not only today, but tomorrow or yesterday? Frankly, it can be hard to keep up. But that's why we're here, to keep you in the hyperloop and ahead of the hypercurve. This is DisruptCast. Hello, my name is Tracy Newman, and I'll be your host today. I often get people asking me, Tracy, how do you keep up to date with all the latest and greatest in tech, innovation, and disruption? Well, social media is essential. I have alerts set up on my phone to be notified about all the latest posts from the leading voices across many industries. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, all the best and brightest. That way, I'm ready to jump right into the studio to record my analysis the very second that Tesla announces their new big hole in the ground for car to go zoom zoom, or just moments after Amazon unveils their new policy that lets employees working 20-hour shifts take home a glass of warm milk to help them fall asleep. Oh, it looks like I've just received a new notification. Looks like Facebook is launching a new feature that gives movie studios the rights to your life story for free. And they'll even credit you as the best boy. I think that's pretty neat. Well folks, we have an inspiring episode for you today. We're going to hear about a man who is taking it upon himself to create a welcoming space for fans of drone flying. We'll talk about the technology and how government regulation could get in the way of innocent folks enjoying this hobby and we'll discuss how he plans to foster a positive community and culture for drone pilots everywhere. But first, as we often do, let's check in on cryptocurrency prices as we take a dive into the crypt currency. Sounds like Miko. <laughs> it looks like Miko. Like <laughs> Alright, let's take a look at what happened this week to the prices of some of the hottest coins currently on the market. And where else to start but Bitcoin? <coughs> Next up, looking at Litecoin. <coughs> now let's check on Ethereum prices. Now we'll look at Bitcoin. And of course, we have to take a look at Dogecoin. And that's just about going to wrap it up for this week's cryptocurrency update. As you can tell, there were lots of big changes this week, and we hope you'll stay tuned right here for all the big changes still to come. Until then, You've been in the crypt. O-Currency. Our guest today is at the forefront of developing a community for drone flying enthusiasts. 
In 2016, he established the Raleigh, North Carolina Drone Hobbyist Society. I met with him to learn more about the hobby, craft, and yes, art of flying these miniature unmanned helicopters. We met in the backyard of his modest suburban home for some good conversation and some fun flying. Here, Brad? It's Tracy from the podcast. Oh, hi, there you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, uh, pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me on the show, Tracy. You want to see the fleet? Yeah, I'd love to see what you have. Hmm. They're right over here. Watch your step around that big hole. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big hole. When I first walked in to Bradley Berkshaw's backyard on a sunny day in July, the first thing I noticed was just how ordinary it looked. Trim green grass. A barbecue on the deck. A few tomato plants bearing a modest harvest next to a large hole in the corner. Nothing would immediately tip you off that the owner of this home was a drone enthusiast. Nothing, that is but the large drone obstacle course built from hula hoops attached to PVC piping that occupies what would otherwise be an unassuming plot of grass. That, and the words drone zone spray-painted across the back fence. And it was next to that fence where I first saw Brad, a man of average height with a large beard just beginning to gray, and piercing eyes that appear to be undressing not just your body, but your mind as well. So Brad, tell me, what does the drone zone mean to you? Fantastic question, Tracy. Well, it's less a place and more of a lifestyle. You see, there's a little drone zone inside of us all. It's a community for flight enthusiasts like myself to come together, make friends, take pictures, share videos, and get in the zone. We're a small, tight-knit collective, but we're always open to new members who share our passions. We like to call ourselves the guys in the skies. Ah, the guys in the skies. That's very catchy. So how did you first become interested in drones? Hmm. Well, I love movies, you know, and I remember a few years ago I saw The Wolf of Wall Street and, uh, you see this one? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. I, I mostly stick to VR films these days. Oh, it's a great flick. I mean, basically, it's three hours of my fucking bro, Leo DiCaprio. He's getting money and fucking bitches. You know, the American I, dream. Yes, I am, I am familiar with the premise. That's what I'm fucking talking about. I mean, so there's this scene at this pool party, right? And there's a bunch of bikini babes, a buff dudes running around. They're just getting wet and wild. I mean, me... I'm wet and wild. The camera's just zooming in all around this action. It's going up, down, side to side, getting all these crazy angles of this dude's backyard. Mm -hmm. And all these hot bods, they're just bouncing around. And the whole time I'm thinking, I mean, how the heck did they do that? And how can I do that too, right? And so I do some Googling. Excellent. And I find out about these fucking drone things, and it blows my damn mind, Tracy. I mean, you can be this eye in the sky, taking a peek. They won't even know you're there. Unbelievable. Wow, that's fantastic. 
And if I recall correctly, that movie came out in 2013? I remember that because I was going to see it with my girlfriend at the time, Stacy. But she broke up with me before we could see it because I bought her a Juicero for her anniversary. So I'm sure that drone technology has advanced a lot since then. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, my first drone could barely travel 500 feet and the battery died in about 10 minutes and it was loud as hell. Nowadays, the crown jewel of my collection, I mean, oh, the sweetest piece I got. It's called the XVS Stealth Shot 3600. Wow, look at it go. Can travel up to three miles, has a flight time of 45 minutes, and it wouldn't even wake Stacy if you were flying at 10 feet outside of her window. Huh, that is very impressive. Plus, it's got 4K video in night vision mode, too. It's always so impressive how technology opens up new doors for us to grow as a society. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be right now without it. <clears throat> so could you tell me some more about some of your favorite things to do with your drones? Oh yeah, I mean there's so many things you can do with them. You can take them to the park, fly them around with the kids. I mean you can go out in nature if Stacy's going on a run. Get some nice aerial shots. I mean you can use them for movies. As you can see here, we do a monthly drone race through my obstacle course. We bring the kids, we have a lot of fun. And on top of all that, they're great for sneaking around. Oh, that's very interesting. Could you, um... Getting places you're not supposed to be. Now, that's just great. So, now, what is... Seeing things you're not supposed to see. Wonderful. Uh, now, we're, we're almost out of time, but where do you see drones going in the next 10 or 20 years? Well, there's good news and bad news. I mean, on one hand, the technology's just gonna get better and better. We'll be flying further, staying in the air longer, zooming in further, sneaking sneakier, taking peaks with less risk of being spotted. But unfortunately, you can't be all pool parties and bedroom windows, bouncing babes and all that. The feds are trying to regulate the whole goddamn thing. They want every drone to be registered, so if Susan across the street doesn't like a picture that you took of her with your drone, they can track that back to you. Fuck! Oh, wow. Yes, it is always such a shame when government regulation stifles innovation. Land of the free my ass. Amen, oh, Tracy. There's so much good that this tech can do for the world, and it just breaks my heart to see the institutions stifle a guy's eyes in the skies. But if you want to stop them, go sign the petition on my website, Guys in Disguise with Eyes in Disguise.weebly.com. Oh, I'll be sure to do that. Well, that's all the time we have, but thanks so much for coming on the show, Brad. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be seeing you around. You too, Brad. Take care. Got my eyes on you. My main takeaway from my interview with Bradley was how impressed I was by his passion for this technology. He has made it his mission in life to share the joy of responsible drone flight with as many people as possible, and I can't imagine a more trustworthy person to carry that torch. In Bradley's backyard on that summer evening, I recall watching him fly his stealth shot drone through his thrilling hula hoop course and beginning to lose myself in the copter's calming whirr. 
To see things that you weren't meant to see. To be places that you weren't meant to be. To gain a hobby that fits like a glove. And to fly in the sky like a soaring dove. Love, not war, is the purpose of these gizmos. For drones break down the walls of fences and windows. Unfortunately, I do have some bad news to deliver. In the months since we recorded this interview, we've heard that Bradley is in jail. We don't have all the details yet, but surely it's a result of the government overstepping their bounds and attempting to stop the public from having access to these powerful and disruptive tools. We recommend all of our listeners head down to the Raleigh Jail and proudly fly drones in protest. Bradley's Drone Society is a non-profit organization, so I can't exactly recommend that you invest now. However, if you'll be in the Raleigh area when Bradley is released from prison, and you'd like to get to know some nice guys with eyes in the skies, I can still suggest that you... Join now. Thanks so much for listening to the episode today. One quick announcement before we go. You can now get in touch with us at disruptcast at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-R-U-P-T-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. As big fans of Google, we're thrilled to be part of their exciting email platform. You can send us your feedback, questions or comments about our guests, or your investment pitches. You can also answer our question of the day, and we might read your answer on the show. Today's question is, what's the most innovative toaster you've used this year? We hope to hear from you soon. Until then, remember, never stop disrupting. <laughs>